Hello, Do You Even Blog listeners. This podcast is sponsored by me. That's right. The digital doors to online impact are opening up this week only. That would be November 9 through November 13 and will not be open again until October 2021, a year from now. So, Online Impact is my private membership community for bloggers and podcasters and online biz entrepreneurs where you will get access to all of my courses, literally every single one, all of my tools, mastermind group matching, quarterly workshops, live calls with the community, way more stuff. That's what you'll get, but here's what you'll be able to to do. Grow more and grow faster. Stay on top of your learning with new ideas. And more importantly, I would argue, feedback on your strategy, feedback on your ideas, questions answered, accountability to implement said learning, and stay responsible for building the business you want to build faster and with less headache. I 100% guarantee that. $5,000 worth of value in the courses and tools alone. Yours this week only for 50 bucks a month. So come join us. It's open this week only. Learn more at onlineimpact.co. That's onlineimpact.co. Now on with the show. Hello, Do You Even Blog listeners. This podcast is sponsored by me. That's right. The digital doors to online impact are opening up this week only. That would be November 9 through November 13 and will not be open again until October 2021, a year from now. So Online Impact is my private membership community for bloggers and podcasters and online biz entrepreneurs where you will get access to all of my courses, literally every single one, all of my tools, mastermind group matching, quarterly workshops, live calls with the community, way more stuff. That's what you'll get, but here's what you'll be able to, to do. Grow more and grow faster. Stay on top of your learning with new ideas. And more importantly, I would argue, feedback on your strategy, feedback on your ideas, questions answered, accountability to implement said learning, and stay responsible for building the business you want to build faster and with less headache. I 100% guarantee that. $5,000 worth of value in the courses and tools alone. Yours this week only for 50 bucks a month. So come join us. It's open this week only. Learn more at onlineimpact.co. That's onlineimpact.co. Now on with the show. Good morning, do you even bloggers? I'm being really quiet because my kids are asleep and it's super, super early in the morning. So let me tell you a quick story about today's guest. About a month ago on my blog, in the comments, I was asking people, who else should I interview for this podcast? And I got a a pretty good amount of responses, a lot of which were the same old names, really, really well-known bloggers who have been crushing it for like eight years now. And I got a bunch of new ones as well. So I decided to check them out. And one of those new ones was chasingfoxes.com. So I was landing on several different websites, checking out all these people that people recommended and I I saw theirs and I was like, oh, wow, okay, this looks good. Uh, Design looks good. There's a lot of content. It looks like they've only been around for like a year and it's weird. They're not niching down at all. Like I see travel, I see food, I see blogging, I see personal finance. Like, okay, that's interesting, but everything else looks really great. Okay. Well, I didn't think anything of it. And less than 24 hours later, like the next morning, I got an email from Michelle Schroeder-Gardner. I'm on her email list, and it was a new post entitled, Five Ways I Made My Blog Go Viral. Two million views a month in one year. 
<laughs> so that's a great clickable headline. And of course I clicked on it and lo and behold, the first paragraph, who is that post about who wrote that guest post from Michelle Silas and Grace Moser from chasing foxes. And I was like, Oh my gosh, these are the guys I have to interview them now. Uh, I furiously started typing in Gmail, trying to get a hold of Grace and Silas. And a little while later, I eventually did. And very thankfully, they agreed to come and share their story on this podcast. So that is what I'm presenting to you today. This is going to be an amazing story. Amazing story. I'm a huge fan of Silas and Grace uh, already after speaking with them for an hour. And truly, they are rock stars. They're doing amazing things. So... We chat about their beginnings, how they were pretty much dead broke. Uh, Silas was in a startup job working like 60, 70 hours a week. They wanted to travel. They wanted to be location independent. They wanted a lifestyle business that would support this, of course. Uh, all the typical things that you hear in these types of stories. But then fast forward to today, they have a crazy successful blog. So they've leveraged Pinterest. They get over 2 million views a month. They already have six figures of uh, cash flow rolling in, in about a year. That's just insane. Uh, Silas and Grace are really cool. They're delightful to speak with. I know you're going to enjoy their story. I know you're going to get a lot out of it. Uh, yeah, that's it. Let's get to it. Hello and welcome to Do You Even Blog, the podcast where we talk about, you guessed it, blogs. We conduct deep dive interviews with the world's most successful bloggers and online entrepreneurs. Our main goal is to help you build your audience, produce better content, and grow your online revenues. I'm Pete McPherson, founder of Do You Even Blog, various other semi-successful and failed online businesses, and your host for today's episode. Hello, bloggers. A few quick things before we get into the interview. One, I am sorry for such a long intro and for wasting your time. Yeah, that's it. Number two, the takeaways from this episode can be found after the episode, just to summarize for you, uh, as well as on the show notes page at doyouevenblog.com slash podcast slash grace. Uh, sorry, Silas. I gave her the, the URL. She's the better half, right? Doyouevenblog.com slash podcast slash grace. Number three, this episode is brought to you with zero ads, zero interruptions. I know you guys appreciate that. But I will say, if you do want to support the show, you can go to my Patreon page. I just created this. There's some cool perks and special rewards and... The the amounts are not much at all. They're $2, $5, $15, $30 max per month. But I'd be happy with just $2 a month to get your support. And you can find that at patreon.com slash blogging. Yes, I did nail down that sweet Patreon URL. That's patreon.com slash blogging. But yes, I, I want to keep doing this. Your support allows me to do that. And of course, I cannot thank you enough. So... That's it. All that said, I am excited to bring you this episode with Silas and Grace. They are phenomenal and also sorry for audio quality. They are like traveling the world. So they were in some crazy place in Europe with like very little internet access. So apologies in advance. It does get a little wonky, but I know you guys are here for the content and not the engineering and editing. Uh, I think that's quite obvious by now. <laughs> Anyways, on to the show. Well, Silas and Grace, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having hey, us. Hey, thanks. 
Uh, no problem. So this is actually the second interview in a row I've done with three total people. I just now realized that. Uh, and I kind of like doing that. But it does mean that we might all like start talking at the same time or whatnot. But I'll try and <laughs> avoid that whenever possible myself. Uh, where are you guys at right now in the world? We are in Vienna, Austria. Really? Okay. I, I dug into your Instagram a couple of days back and saw that you had you'd hit, I saw like three different countries pinged what well, seemed like recently, although maybe the posts weren't released recently, but are you guys just kind of wandering or do you have a specific travel in mind? What do you, what are you guys up to over there? So we're nomads and we do spend about a month or so in each place. Okay. But I was, um, I hadn't been taking pictures as often lately. I've been trying to release. So I did uh, release some photos from Taiwan, from Taiwan and the mm. Balkans, uh, lately just to kind of, keep stuff going out there because i've been forgetful and i just want to keep it going okay where to next morocco oh man yeah that's really fun yeah (laughs) me and every single person that will listen to this is jealous currently so that's really cool so when i'm sorry to talk about travel if you don't want to but when did you guys when did you guys leave like was this always a dream of yours and was it the blog that kind of finally enabled it to happen or what's what's the story behind the travel well silas first turned me on to full-time travel i had no idea that was a thing Hmm. i used to be a california girl and i always thought i'd always live in california and then Silas uh, talking about being able to travel countries full time and so that's where it kind of started that's where uh I start getting a passion for full-time travel, but he's had it for years. Yeah. I kind of started to try to research um, a few years back how to make it happen, but I didn't really ever have the motivation to make it happen, make it work. And then I had a series of kind of jobs that were kind of crazy. Oh my gosh. You're horrible. And um, <laughs> like what can I ask? Kind of was the final motivation to like, really okay, forward. Uh, you need something different. So instead of like, going to the next job that promises a lot, maybe you should just build a job. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What were and some of the so bad jobs? Had, can I ask? Um, <laughs> I like playing the bad job game uh, in general, okay. by the way, in life. I think I win just because of one really nasty one that I had, but oh gosh. not really. Maybe I'll, maybe I I'll had, talk about that. I, later. Worked, I worked in a couple of startups that like, you know, startups are kind of big on uh, potential and promises and talk and stuff. Yeah. I worked in, uh, several of those um one of them like we were salaried and we were like working 60 70 hour weeks that sounds about right and they had uh filipino callers that were like calling uh like just hooked up to the phones and uh one of my coworkers did the math and the filipinos were making more per hour than we were oh god we were living in california um, where things are expensive. Yeah, <laughs> so where real like, estate is like one of the most expensive spots in the country, if not the world. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah just <laughs> kind of crazy stuff. And, um, you know, jobs after that were maybe, you know, there's just a lot of hours or maybe like high stress. High stress. Yeah. And like, as sales jobs can be. I, you know, I, I took these kind of crazy jobs that wanted to like get married and like, I found that after enough time, I was like, wow, I'm not really spending any time with Grace. And that's kind of the point. Yeah. Hmm. So that kind of helped move things in that direction. I think that's, um, I think that's a good yeah. point for anybody kind of interested in startups in general. 
I, I learned that the hard way. So I got laid off from my startup because it turns out they didn't have any money. <laughs> they had a lot of, a lot of things going on, but they didn't have any money. But yeah, it's definitely a romanticized lifestyle as is traveling full time, I guess. But I think in that scenario or even just what, what I'm doing, just trying to produce content full time or whatnot, we have more control where if you're at a startup, there's generally a lot of other factors going on besides just yeah. you and customers. So yeah, it can be nasty. So yeah, no, oh, definitely. So at one point did the, the blog chasing foxes start? Was that after you guys have been traveling for a while or before? No, I was actually, uh, my last job I was working was I was working, um, corporate job. I was working for enterprise rent a car Ooh. and, um, you wouldn't think we, of it being high stress. I'm was, just saying it, it was, it was a bit of a high stress place. And, um, we kind of came to this secret little pact that since I had a college degree, I would work full time <laughs> outside the house cause I could make better money. Right. And she would work on a location independent business that could help us have some time freedom and some location freedom and some recurring revenue. Hmm. Because that's those are kind of the those are kind of the goals that we wanted. Yeah. Um, so I started researching like mad, like up late into the night, listening to podcasts, and you know just reading and all that stuff, just really trying to find it. And um, I came across um, Nick Loper's show, the Side Hustle show. Uh, sure. I heard Rose McGroner talking about her experiences blogging, and I was like, wait, she makes five grand a month. From a blog. From a blog. Wait, That's we insane. Could, <laughs> we could make, if we could do that, then yeah. we could live, we could live in Mexico or Thailand or, you know, where, you know, and, um, so sure. I started to really get excited about this. Grace took some selling to like sell her on the idea that we could make a blog. Well, I didn't, I didn't always work. believe in myself because it's one of those things where like you hear these success stories and you don't really believe you can be one until you become one. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like okay. it's no, sorry, huh? I interrupted. Go ahead. <laughs> oh no, it's just it's just a crazy feeling. It's just like oh wow, this is actually working. I'm actually being able. I'm actually doing this, and you kind of realize you're actually one of those success stories. It's just kind of a weird feeling. I don't know. Yeah, it was weird for a while when people started calling this a success story. Yeah, because you know, to, to us, we were just like moving towards our dream, and we didn't think in those terms. Hmm. But then once you say I quit my corporate job because my side hustle is making more money, I'm moving to a beach town in Mexico. Right. People, <laughs> people are like, start, oh. like, you know, glad handing you, and you're like, oh, whoa, I, mm-hmm. I didn't realize this had social repercussions. Okay, so. I'm, I'm super into this topic right now of getting your wife on board. Not necessarily because I'm trying to get my wife on board, but I think in general, if one spouse is super interested in anything, no matter what that is, whether it's, oh, I want to go move to Europe and travel full time, or I, I want to quit my full time job and do this side hustle. There's always mm, there's always a conversation that needs to happen. Or hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully it should happen. So you said it took Grace a little bit of time to come around. Was there anything specific that you read, Grace? Or did you guys like sit down and chat? Or did you like show examples of like Rosemary who's like already doing it? Or what did that what did that conversation look like? Oh gosh. Well, we had been trying to figure out ways to uh uh work online so we had location independent income and um before we had, we had never listened to that interview with Rosemary on the Side Hustle show. 
we had heard about blogging, but we just did not want to do it because every time we read about it, the bloggers, even if they were making really great money, they'd always warn people, hey, don't do it for profit because it takes forever to make right. money. To make now, any money. Any money, yeah. Like, and get Total BS, by the way. But yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and we're like, okay, wow. Yeah, maybe that's just not it. Maybe I should like try to find, I don't know, become a virtual assistant or something. Um, and uh, and then we heard that, that interview with Rosemary and it was something where it kind of clicked because she, she actually gave actionable advice. We had read so many like posts on blogging because we we're still trying to make up our mind on it mm-hmm. at one point. And I feel like people kept giving, giving the same advice over and over that didn't helped us. And we didn't want to wait years mm-hmm. to get success. We wanted to, right. we wanted to get South out of his high stress job then and um, get tr- and start traveling. Um, hmm. And, uh, and so once we sat up, Sal showed this podcast to me or he can listen to it. Then all of a sudden I was just kind of like, wow, I could, uh, I think it was back in November of 2015. I, I'm like, wow, I could, uh, I could actually make this work. Like, I mean, it was, I still had like some issues with being able, being able to believe in myself, but at the same time, because she gave such good steps and, and tips and everything, I could actually put action that really helped me help push me forward. I feel like also it was helpful to like sit down and like go over the nuts and bolts of all these things and be like, okay, right. we can do this part. We can yeah. do that part. We hmm. can do that part. We can, you know, we can learn, we can study the best people. We can study up, uh, upworthy and Buzzfeed and match, but we can, you know, yeah. we can do all these things like, and breaking it apart and showing that we could actually do all the separate pieces. I think, might have also. I feel like that was. Oh my helpful, gosh! Yeah, totally. Uh, in like, um, encouraging. Yeah. And uh, you know, actually putting courage in her. Yeah. Um, well, you did yeah. it. It looks like. <laughs> it yeah. looks great. I read, you know, all not all your posts. Sorry, I read a lot of posts on your blog, and I wrote, wrote, read even. Sorry, I read no the post on uh, Michelle Schroeder's blog and a few others that I've seen tossed around there. And you guys are doing a killer job. Um, first of all, if anybody doesn't know who Rosemary is, she's brilliant. She is like, man, I was talking to her in like 10 minutes in. I'm like, oh my God, this is a rock star. Like she just is on top of her game. She's a brilliant person. I think she should actually like come along with the, the whole EBA and I don't know, open up. I don't know. Whatever course she would release, I would buy. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I trust yeah. her that much. Makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Okay. So you you discovered that on Nick Loper's show, you guys had the chat or you kind of hashed out the details, what you what you were going to try to do, what you could do. You said you're going to you're going to make it work. So what does what is the first week or no, no, let's say before you even launch your blog, it looks like you guys already had like a whole lot of stuff set up. I've read that you guys had like 25 to 50 posts like in the bank. Is that true? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So we were like, you know how everybody jokes about like that for a newlywed couple? I'm sorry, you we kind of broke up couple. a little bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry. We were like that broke newlywed couple that everybody jokes about. Yeah. <laughs> like, we couldn't even afford a cheap web hosting plan. Mm. Um, and so, like, we were literally applying to boards. Uh, group yeah. boards to you know get as big of a reach as possible. You can have a site up, writing posts. You can have a site up. By the time the site was up, I think we had 40 some posts and um, we had access to about 
10 million people through different group boards because wow. I do a ton of them. Yeah. Wow. And like, really, what is a really, ton? Really, like 20 or like 50 or hundred. Big pardon. How many is a ton? Like, what are we looking at here? We were, uh, what? I, I just a lot. I don't know. We, I think they're like full days. I, I just spent like hours applying. Like, uh, wasn't it like 130 group boards at the time or something? Wow. I think we got, that we, that we got no 150. 150. Okay. Anyway, um, but like we just laid the groundwork as best we could before we started because we didn't even have the money to start. Yeah. Because we were uh, we were that couple. Hmm. Yeah, and I, I I just kind of uh, when it came to group boards, I just applied to ones that had a higher reach because it, it, there's a point where you're thinking, oh, I'm nervous. This feels exclusive. They hardly have any contributor contributors to that board, and they're, they have hundreds of thousands of followers. Hmm. But there's a point where you're kind of like, I get it. I don't have like a legit blog yet. And I get it. I don't have very many followers, but I'm right. just going to do it. <laughs> and um, people are more, yeah, <laughs> people are more uh, like likely to say yes to than no. And if they don't, they don't say no, it's, it's okay. Like you try, you know, you can always ask again when you have more followers. But um, hmm. yeah, that we're definitely blessed that way for getting on really big group boards. Well, hang on. I, yeah. I don't disagree with you. You're definitely blessed. But you said something that kind of piqued my ear a little bit. And that is you, even if you are exaggerating, you spent what felt like days just like applying to these group boards. Right. And when you said that in my head was like, that's hustle. Like who else does that? Who else goes and like Google's, Oh, Pinterest traffic or reads one of your articles. And it's like, Oh, I need to apply to some group boards. And then they spend like five minutes and they go on there they have to email like the board owner, which takes like another four or five minutes and then they're just like oh, maybe later i was copying i was copying pasting by then like and just inserting <laughs> names and group board names <laughs> i did the same thing hi blank can i um get on your board of called blank blank i promise i won't spam and yeah you know like it, you have to like oh yeah i don't know systematize it i guess <laughs> oh yeah i have an evernote file full of like outreach templates that i just I just copy and paste mm-hmm. copy and paste i actually yeah you know how you like roll your left hand on the keyboard sometimes and it just does like asdf you guys do that Uh, so Mm -hmm. i i don't know i started this like a year or two ago whenever i reached a point in like a blog post or something that i wanted to come back to later i would just hit like asdf and then return and then just move on like i would keep writing or whatever and so i actually have like asdf all throughout my outreach templates so Mm -hmm. i just like control f or I'm on a Mac now, so command F, I guess, uh, and then search for ASDF and that'll take me to all the places that I need to like refill or like plug content in. So I use that for like placeholders. No one needed to know that. And you guys didn't need to know that either, but I just thought I'd throw that, no, yeah, throw that really out cool. there. Um, okay. Sorry. But yeah, so you have hustle. Like I, I yeah, you do. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say like, it's, it's, it's something I really try to stress to the readers because I feel mm. people think they don't realize the amount of work it takes. And I feel like I really want to stress them like, Hey, yes, mm. you have to like just dedicate time to this. Like it, it is a lot of work even before you want to blog. Grace was like hustle beyond crazy. Like I was working a 50 to 60 plus hour week and every minute I was gone, Grace was working on the blog and then I'd come home and work on the blog some. And then sometimes after I'd go to sleep, even Grace, like if she couldn't sleep, she'd mm. be working on the blog. Like she was just driven. And um, 
yeah, a lot of hustle went in. She really helped do that. Um, I think that's so lot. good to hear. <laughs> I think that's like, refreshing. Yeah. Props to you guys. <sighs> that's good you. advice. Um, that does make me wonder though. What do you, I want to get your opinions on this. So I know there will be some people out there who are like already in jobs or stuck in jobs they don't like, or I don't know, stuck in a job they do like, and they have like a blog on the side. I can hear them saying like, Oh, I don't have that amount of time. Like I don't have 60, 70 hours a week to blog. I'll tell you what, I'll share my opinion first. I want to see what you guys say though. My opinion is I think the same amount of effort and hustle should be put in, but spread out over a longer period. So yeah. For example, like there's a there's a girl on the Rockstar Finance forums that I was just messaging and she was like, "Yeah, I have two kids. I'm like single mom. I have a job. I have a few hours every night, but that is literally like my only free time." And I was like, "It depends on how bad you want it. Like if you want this and you want to make blogging income replace your jobs or whatever, you're going to have to spend those hours like working on your site." There's just no doubt about it. Like you have to hustle yeah. during the time that you have, even if it takes you six months what silas and grace did in six weeks like i don't know that's that's my personal opinion what do you guys think about that i think if you if you put enough hours in in a short enough time you can hyper collapse it like how we did Hmm. um obviously you have to do it extremely intelligently like gosh that may that sounds vain what i mean is we studied the smartest people (laughs) and we imitated but like you have to like you have to you know, go about it and learn from the best. Yeah. Um, and you can do it in that timetable. I do believe that, you know, the same amount of work over a longer period of time will probably yield, uh, the same result. Um, I think having the extra focus and keeping your mind comp- constantly focused on it probably does yield, uh, more breakthroughs. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just my personal opinion, but I do believe honestly that like you can achieve our results in three, four or five years, or two years or whatever, but like, you know, you will have to be putting the time in. Yeah. Well, I think someone who's a motivator for me, um, when I really started looking into, uh, using Pinterest and such for blogging, um, beyond Rosemary, I was Sarah Titus. She had three kids. She's going through a divorce. And by the end of the year, she's making $10,000 from a blog. Hmm. And I was like, man, she was talking about like, and she had hustle too. Like she was talking yeah, yeah, turn grandma. And like, she's talking about how she worked nights. Like, when her kids went to bed, she worked and like she worked hard. Like, she had hustle as well. And that's what really motivated me as well. Just like these people who, um, like, because I, I have people um, email me and in, in, in the comments and say, like, well, I have, I have kids. How am I going to find time to do this? And, hmm. um, I'm obviously, I point them in her direction because I feel like she gives great tips from others. I'm not a mother yet, but, um, there are people that do it and it's, it can so be done in a very little time hmm. if it's done more and if you're studying for the best people and you're taking helpful courses and whatever, what have you. I, I could not agree more. I think you're absolutely right. Uh, and to second, I want to ask you who some more of those people are that influenced you early on or the, you know, the intelligent people uh, that you referred to that you guys learned from. But while you guys are thinking of that, I'll also point out, Two of my favorite books, so I know not everybody reads a lot of books, but two of my favorites, obviously the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss. That's oh, kind of, that's, that's cool. Very, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everybody knows that one. Um, and everyone probably are just, oh, I guess I should say what that is. So it's a little bit hacky sometimes throughout the book. Hacky, that's not hokey pokey, whatever. 
I don't know what the right word is, but a little wishy-washy, but it is a book on productivity, like through and through. It's a book on maximizing effectiveness and efficiency. That's all I could say, I guess. It's definitely worth reading and it's motivational too, I think. Another one is The E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. It is primarily aimed at small business, probably written during the age of brick and mortar stores, but it's it's the same sort of thing. So you hear this in real estate podcast like all the time they they talk about working on your business instead of in your business but i think in the case of bloggers it's important to do both it's important to work in a business work on a business at the same time and i think that is a way to leverage what time we do have to make sure we're getting the most bang for our buck so for our work week the e-myth i would definitely recommend checking those two out um so yeah i'll turn back to you guys who else did you guys learn from well, uh, one of my favorites is Pat Flynn. I really, really love like all the stuff and that it's actionable and that he actually bases everything like off of like hard numbers. He's all about testing and being, you know, um, very scientific. We also, like I said, kind of early, we studied a lot of like Buzzfeed, Mashable, Upworthy and these sort of things. Some of the people that work there or have worked there hmm. have things to say about making things uh, go viral. And then um, also like uh, Michelle Schroeder Gardner yeah, has also been another, another good source. Um, have I missed anybody? Um, I think that's about it. Yeah. Michelle's been great. Um, I, uh, she's really, uh, <laughs> She isn't like personally challenged, but when I read her posts, I feel very challenged when it comes to like affiliate income, which I have upped a Mm. lot. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, Grace, you know, like this is your full time job. You should probably should probably be pushing, you know, finding new ways to push affiliate income, which uh, I have been doing. But um, yeah, she's she's a a great inspiration when it comes to upping my income. Mm. So. I do want to come back to that too. come back to maybe some affiliate income, but mm-hmm. what did you guys learn from uh, Buzzfeed and, and upworthy and stuff like that about making manufacturing virality, I guess is a nerdy term you could call it, but what did you guys, what do you guys learn from that? Like, I'm curious. I've never heard anybody say that they, they studied that sort of stuff before. What did you guys, what did you guys look at and what did you learn? Yeah. I'm a little analytical. I'm kind of a nerd. We actually like sat down with popcorn and like literally went over their Pinterest yeah. and then like, I, Are you serious? Oh, I love this. This is a level <laughs> like, of nerdiness like- that very few people can identify with, but I love that. Keep going. <laughs> And then, like, it started, like, YouTube being, like, uh, the founder of Upworthy actually does a TED Talk. Yeah, it's on really great. virality really? as well. Yeah. Do you remember the name yeah. of it? Yeah. I gotta look that up. I don't. I think it's a TED Talk. Or maybe it's, like... We can totally send it to you. Or else, uh, uh, we can send it to you, yeah. Okay. Um, but just, like, going over them. And then, like, there's a lot of things just, like, if you go over the wording, like, there's a very specific almost formula for how they do it. Um, or even just things like for every post, they come up with 20, like up where they at least 20 to 25 different titles. Mm, Right. And then that's what we've been doing. Yeah. We, we do the same thing. We come with 20 to 25, we test five or six and then, you know, see what works. But, um, you know, simple stuff like that. Interesting. But just, try to keep it really scientific and about the numbers. And, uh, I don't know, Buzzfeed 
uh, I feel like they, they really have like their, they have their clickable titles down to a science. That's, that really impresses me. Um, I started taking notes on like their pin titles and everything. And I wrote down specifically, not just like the name, like, or like the phrases they use, but why that would draw someone in like, Oh, you know, they, it, it, it's like when they say like, Oh, uh, 10, uh, I don't know, books that every book lover needs to read. Hmm. It kind of gives kind of like a, like a sense of curiosity, but kind of like a sense of urgency. Like you need to read this, yeah. you know, like yep. curiosity, but urgency or, or what have you. And it's just like, and so I started doing that. And that's when I started seeing like my own pin start taking off. And hmm. Yeah. Or like if they have like a sense of like, uh, this is probably not the right word in English, but almost like belonger status. Like, yeah. uh, 15 <laughs> things every New Yorker hates, you know, like it went viral, but it only went viral in New York, but that's okay. Cause there's enough New Yorkers. Yeah. But like, um, or even people in California, they're, they're curious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because like you go, Oh, I'm one of those. Yeah. You know? Hmm. Yeah. Stuff like that. So I'll throw out a few resources that came to my mind when you guys were talking. So I'm right there with you on the, the nerdiness and also the headline thing. So I did a, a guest post for my friend Bobby a couple of weeks back and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, I want to share this with him. Usually I would just do it on like a notepad or in Evernote or something where I, where I write, but I was like, I'm just going to create a Google sheets document or spreadsheet, I guess. And I'm just going to write out all my headlines in here. I wrote out maybe 35 or so. I took them all into the, the co-schedule headline analyzer, which is a really cool tool that I will mention for people. And it gives you a score. It spits it out based on like the amount of power words, the format, the length, the number of characters, like all sorts of stuff. I wrote all those down next to the 35 headlines. And for the top 10, I took to the, oh, I don't know the, the URL. It's pretty much the AMI. It's like the American Marketing Institute. They have an emotional headline tool you just like mm-hmm. throw in your headline you pick your i guess genre or category mine is like business and you click analyze and it gives you like an emotion score on a scale of like one to 50 i think and it's oh, wow. fascinating it's, cool. it's really interesting to look at so i actually did all those things like and i i sorted the best and sure enough i pitched it to bobby and he was like all right let's just use the top one because it got like a a good score on co-schedule and a good like emotional score. Um, that's one that we're doing any tool. I guess the, the co-schedule tool would be what I recommend the AMI website. You can probably just Google AMI headline tool or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the old sumo me now sumo.com, I guess they have an amazing headline post. It's literally, it just has like 150 different formats, like all the, the Buzzfeed and the upworthies and stuff. It has like, all of the formats that they use and like examples of each. And it's just a big, big, big list post. You can probably just Google sumo headline and it'll pop right up, but that's a really good resource for people. Definitely looking to, looking to do that stuff. Awesome. Um, okay. So let's talk about Pinterest for a minute. I, I read your posts uh, on Michelle Schroeder's site and it was great. Don't get me wrong, but I, I'm not going to lie. I was like, I want more. Like I wanted a little bit more detail such as you guys do like um, five or six different images with like different headlines in it or whatnot. And by the way, I've been totally stealing your like basic design for some of my latest pins. I don't have any results to report yet, but 
Yeah, I'm stealing. I'm stealing. No, no. We, we basically uh, stole, if you want to, like, you know, like the kind of format like BuzzFeed and other people do. So no shame. Oh, yeah. No shame. Here. <laughs> Definitely not. So if you have that many images, like let's say you have five. My, mm-hmm. my biggest question, and this is like a legit question that I don't know the answer to, that I'm, I'm a I'm Pinterest newbie enough to ask this. But so do you schedule... I'm assuming you don't put them all in the blog post. Like I know there's some like HTML hacks where you can do like no display on the CSS element to get them to hide. But when people pin it, it would like show up. Do you guys do any of that or are you pinning these manually or are you pinning them like directly in tailwind? Like how do you schedule like the five different images? Okay. Yeah. Um, what we do are, I guess what I do is, um, I upload the five images onto a secret board on Pinterest mm. and then I use board booster and they have this feature called campaigns. Yep. And what you do is that you take the, uh, I'm trying to think the, um, was HTML or whatever the, yeah. yeah, the, the HTML of the pin, mm-hmm. Um, and you copy and paste it into that campaign and then you pick the boards you want to pin to how many times per day or every other day, um, put a times to it. And for me, that's like six thirty to 11 45 at night, um, Eastern, Eastern. Hmm. and, uh, and then just let it go. Yeah. And see what does well. If one of the ones in the campaign are doing well, it just delete it. Um, if four doing great, then I let them stay around. Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, I feel like it's been a, a very good method for us. So how many, how many times will you post like the same image and will you do it to like the same group? Like, do you have any duplicates at all or is this pretty, pretty spread out? Um, if I'm understanding your question right, yeah, we, uh, It'll, it'll be the same since there's five images, we have a lot of group words. So the same image might get posted to, I don't know, um, five or more, uh, group boards in that hmm. night. Um, and, uh, that kind of just helps it get the reach it needs in order for people to see it and pin it and for it to possibly go viral. Hmm. Uh, and that's what's really helped us get really great traffic. If I'm, did I, did I answer that correctly? I think so. Yeah. I was, I was mainly just wondering, I feel bad, like posting any sort of duplicate pins to like these group boards. And I've read everywhere that that's a no, no. And of course it is. But mm-hmm. I guess my main question was like, yeah, how do you, if you have five different images for like the same blog post, for example, like how do you, how do you get all of those seen? And I guess your answer, I think you did answer it by the way, um, is to have enough group boards where you can, (laughs) you have enough data to work with, right? Like you could post one specific image to like five different group boards times five. What is that like? I don't even know how many group boards. 25. Uh, okay. Okay. That, yes, that did answer my question. (laughs) Okay. Good. Good. Um, how many, (laughs) how many times do you post a day? Do you think? Oh goodness. I don't, I don't know. It's all automated. Hmm. Um, but, um, oh gosh, um, I have a lot of pins. It could, I'm not sure. I'd have to actually check up on that. Yeah. Sorry about that. No, it's yeah. Well, that's actually, that brings me to a related question. So I also, in looking at chasing foxes, I saw that you're, you're not like super niche 
And you're not just like, oh, we only talk about travel hacking in Europe or we only talk talk about personal finance or we only talk about how to start a blog like you guys are surprisingly non niche. Like you have a lot of good stuff. I guess it all kind of falls into lifestyle. I'm not I'm not sure how you, you yeah. guys are talking yeah. about it. Yeah. So when we were like back in South Bend, Indiana, um, on a cold winter day planning our, our escape from corporate America, we like <laughs> sat down and snowy cold days. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, once again, with popcorn and kind of like, okay, so if this Rosemary Groner lady can make it work, how can we make it work? What can go viral? What, what, what are we like competent to write at that can go viral hmm. on Pinterest? So we thought, well, clothes, relationships, travel, money, food. Okay. Yeah. We, we could, we, we can get excited enough to write about all of those. Done, done, done. And people love all of those. So we kind of did a multi, and Buzzfeed does it. a multi niche <laughs> blog. Um, there, and there are, uh, there are a few, uh, successful ones out there, but generally it's, it's not a, um, a common thing though. But that, right. was, that was a, also a big part of our, our planning was that we know that, niche blogs do better at certain times of the year like money does good January or February and then it, well the beginning parts of the month everybody's trying hmm. to save after Christmas and sure. get their finances straight DIY and food is great around Christmas because people people want recipes and and want to do really cool DIY decorations and save money um, fitness is, does great at the beginning of the year with all those resolutions yep. oh yeah and, and yep. during summer as well so we're Each like well why don't we just write about all the like well I mean obviously there's we were one one things that would do well on Pinterest like Sal said, but also um like we wanted that like when one dish wasn't doing as well during the year that another one would be so we'd still have in like a, a constant hmm. flow of traffic from Pinterest. That's interesting. Yeah, the idea of moving away from Pinterest was kind of another one of those little things that kind of helps I think kind of inch yeah. Race a little bit closer towards like we can do this. Yeah. Um <laughs> I think it's great. I think it's also very contrarian in nature. Like if somebody was just getting into blogging and looking at this and they heard a great podcast episode and then they ran across the advice like, oh, you have to niche down three times. Like, oh, you want to blog about blogging? Nope. You blog about blogging for parents. Nope. You blog about parents with two kids. Nope. You blog about parents with two kids with two dogs and so forth. I, yeah. I like that you guys didn't do that. And I like even more that you are now officially like a success story on not niching down, like write what you can write about, write what you can get published and get clicks and get reads all year round. I love that. That's great advice. Thank you. Well, it's, it's something I, and spoiler alert, I, I write about that in my uh, online, my, my email online course, but um <laughs> It, it it's something I really like try to express to people because I feel like I have I there so many bloggers where I, I respect them so much and they have really great tips um, and a lot of them do say that hey you have to niche down um, but I feel like that limits some people um, and not everybody but there's people that they feel limited and I feel like it's okay though you know pick more than one niche and uh, I mean like if you can be consistent at it and you know like you said hustle yes. You can totally make it work. And yes. there are some people who genuinely have more that more they have they genuinely have things to say about more than one or two topics. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's it's worthwhile. Yeah, totally. I oh, yes, such good advice. I, if I could preach that from the rooftops, I would. Uh, PT money. <laughs> 
PT was on here a couple of weeks back and he said the same thing. Like he deliberately named his, his brand, his website, ptmoney.com. So he could technically talk about anything. I mean, it has money in there, obviously, but he also just kind of branded it as his own name instead of the stupid thing that I've done already. And that's include blogging in the name of it. But he did that so he can write about whatever he wants to. Like, and he did. He wrote about family stuff and personal finance and oh yeah, that's FinCon and relationships. I think that's huge. I think more people should do that if that's going to be what encourages people to keep going when things get shitty, like when times get tough. If they can switch topics or switch gears or just fall back into what they're comfortable with, I don't know. I think that's huge. I think that's worth yeah worth talking about. Okay, so. I wrote down a lot of questions. How often do you say you post? Like what's your, what's your posting frequency right now? Um, well, right now, <laughs> what we're trying to get back to you is six posts a week. Yeah. We've had family and just a lot of like sick. Oh, I was, for I was sick for a couple of weeks and then like we, we've had family visit and uh, switching countries and, like whole continents and currencies and stuff and cultures. <laughs> um, going takes them in. Yes. And um, <laughs> so we're not at the six a week where we'd like to be, but that's where we, we generally strive to be. Mm-hmm. Do you guys try to like split that over different uh, categories or do you yeah, really we de- we generally do? Yeah. Okay. We generally do, but we keep an eye on what's trending. So we yeah. might, um, I definitely, like, you know, lean more one yeah. way. Hmm. I, I generally like look at um, in the well when you go to the search box on Pinterest before you type anything in like a single pop down of oh, like yeah. what's been searching for and um, it's a little random I uh, but I saw someone I saw like uh, what was trending was ketogenic diets I didn't even know what that was had to research it <laughs> and uh, that did that was that was a hot topic and it continues to be a hot topic these last few months. Oh yeah. So I wrote a topic on it and it didn't seem to do well at first. And then all of a sudden, like I even stopped the campaign, stopped having it pinch uh, or, uh, had, I stopped having board booster, uh, auto, it, auto, auto pin it. And, uh, but it just kind of goes to show you like when you use keywords and everything, like even if you're not pinning it, someone's going to pick it up, see it. And then, uh, hmm. Other people want to start to see, especially if it's just a topic that's been um, being searched. It's been searched so many times on Pinterest. Hmm. Um, so that, that that was really cool to see. But um, that that helps us a lot when we decide what we're going to write on. That group of recipes was really popular. Yes, <laughs> uh, and tasty. Yeah, I'll, I actually had that written down. I had keto diet question mark. So for those Is who that, don't know, oh, yeah. I'm sorry, you go ahead. I don't know. No, no, continue. <laughs> I, I I did the keto diet for about two months, just a few months ago too. At Easter, I was like, okay, I've been wanting to try this. I'm going to go on the keto diet for two months. I was super strict about it, like I didn't cheat at all, and I lost 34 pounds in two months. Oh, which nice. is, yeah. Oh, congratulations! Um, so I need. Okay. It's amazing. Cool. It's super strict, and for anybody who struggles with self control. I don't know. I don't know if I could recommend it necessarily because if you have a bad day, you're you're screwed. Like you're, it'll be worse than if you just didn't <laughs> diet at all. But for those who are a little adventurous and can do it, I think it's a, I think it's a great diet, and it's pretty much just no carbs, like in a nutshell, it's just less than like twenty grams of net carbs a day, and then yeah, yeah. burn burn fat instead of carbs. So it's keto, not keto. I was totally pronouncing it wrong. Oh, you know what? <laughs> 
Uh, I don't know. Oh, yes, I do. Yeah, it is keto. And the only reason I know that is because uh, Tim Ferriss has had several oh, nice. keto conversations on his podcast, I guess. Oh, cool. That's really cool. Um, nice. Okay, so sorry everyone for that randomness, but Keto Dad is awesome. Go check out Chasing Foxes Keto. I bet if somebody just typed that in Google, they could find your stuff like right away. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you guys have ideally like six posts a week coming out, which is huge, by the way. I don't know. Actually, what's your word count? Are, like, do you aim for a minimum for those six posts? Oh, um, well, I was going to say, no, we just kind of yeah. try to fit the content in. Um, you know, and have a number that seems yeah. clickable. Interesting. Uh, but no, yeah. we don't have like a minimum work or maximum work count. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So in general, I feel like this is a very different strategy than what is taught on the internet a lot. And mm-hmm. I'll go ahead and plug a course that you guys have coming up. So Grace and Silas have a, your typical how to start a blog free email course coming up, which I'll link to in the show notes. But I would recommend people check this out for no other reason other than you guys are doing doing the blogging thing differently. Like I, I've seen a bunch of those courses. I have been putting off creating one myself because I feel like I don't really need to <laughs> and I don't want to. <laughs> but I've seen at least like a dozen of these and they all say the same thing. And you guys are not following that at all. Like you guys have taken a, a pretty different approach, in my opinion. I think most people would be like, okay, I'm just going to collect emails. I'm going to do one to three posts max per week. Uh, no less than 3K words with tons of resources and images and SEO. And I'll be a millionaire next year. Like, I, I feel like that's what most <laughs> how to how to blog courses. And you guys haven't done that at all. Or, I mean, you're, you're taking a radically different approach and one that has been working super well so far. So yeah, I'll plug that for people. I'll link to it in the show notes. They can, they can find that. Um, oh crap. What was I even talking about? I don't remember. Oh, I was asking you about, about word counts and such. Okay. So I'm actually going to skip ahead. I don't want to take all day, but I I do want to ask this. So five years from now, where do you guys want to be? And what do you, what do you want to be doing? Oh goodness. Um, (laughs) we have quite a few ideas. Where is a little hard because we're nomads. Mm. Uh, we're kind of looking for a place. If we fall in love with a city, then we'll stay um, hmm. and get, you know, residency and, and, and whatever. But um, at, at this point, we're kind of looking for a home base, um, you know, a place that would, that would be what we would call ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we'd both like to kind of continue to increase our entrepreneurial endeavors. Like we, it, it, it's almost like, I've never actually been on drugs, but it's like getting high. Um, like you go, Oh wow, I can build this and make it work. Oh my right. gosh. What else can I do? Yeah. You know, like the energy, it's, it's an extreme rush. That's really and, funny. Um, so I've got a lot of other stuff that I'd like to do. We've been like reading a lot about like, uh, I don't know if you're into like early retirement bloggers, like Mr. Money Mustache or Mad Scientist yep. or any of those guys. Yep. But um like to move that direction as well. Yeah. Um move pretty far in that direction in the next and, five years as well. And we also listen to podcasts like uh Bigger Pocket Podcast. It's oh, sure. for like, you know, they um so that's something we definitely have to get into as well and just expand beyond the internet world into like uh owning properties. Yeah, I'd like to diversify into multifamily real estate as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And that's actually 
one of the only podcasts that I've actually just binged through. So I don't know. Maybe it was like <laughs> a year and a half ago. I discovered that. And it's done by, by Josh, who I, I don't know fairly well, but I, I've spoken with him a few times. Josh Dorkin and uh, Brandon Turner, I guess, is the co-host. And man, I discovered that right as I was like kind of getting into real estate. And I was like, oh, my God, the data, give it to me, the information. And I listened to like, I don't know, it must be like 90 episodes in a row or something. <laughs> That's a great podcast. What, uh, what field of real estate are you in? I'm sorry. You kind of broke up just a little bit. What do you ask? Oh, sorry. What field of real estate are you in? Like, are you in single family homes or are you wholesaling or bird dogging? Or what are you no, doing? I don't have any time to do that anymore. I have a, a three month old and a, a two and a half year old at home. So, and do you even blog? So I don't really do a whole <laughs> yeah, lot, <no> worries. <laughs> but I will say, uh, flipping would be the answer mainly because I think that's the most fun. We, I haven't done anything on this in like the past six months or so, but my wife and I almost bought uh, a flip, mm, maybe December, January it ended up falling through. It wasn't a great deal, but my wife is interested in that. She loves the rehab portion and she's, she's very smart. So she also understands the numbers game and the calculators and all sorts of good stuff as well. So we've been able to kind of do that together, which is really cool. She's not as much into blogging, but yeah, real estate flipping. Enjoy that. Okay. So you guys want to continue traveling, maybe settle down. If you find a city you really like, it sounds like, I don't know. Have you guys thought about hiring someone for chasing foxes in the next like couple of months? Uh, we actually, uh, we, we do actually have a VA. We got her recently. Um, she helps out with a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, it was hard for me. And so, well, Silas was pretty cool about it, but it was hard for me to let go of certain things. Like, uh, just like post creation, like, but what if it's not right? We should pick the things I would pick. But then, I, I mean, South was able to talk me into. She's like, "Well, Grace, then you can just train her. It'll be a process, but it'll work out." You know, it's been a really big help to have someone else that's helping to write posts, especially like if we travel and we're like in the air for twenty hours or something crazy. Yeah, I um, can like help to take some of. And we recently, Faust recently also just talked me into like uh it makes it sound like a bad thing. I, no, no, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. I'm just very hesitant because um, I, I like maybe it's this controlling thing. I don't know, but um, <laughs> I, I understand that. Yeah, in creation. In creation, yeah. Um, I, 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 I'm a very creative person. I like how my pins look and I was kind of worried. What if I just can't find someone that does good pin creation for the type of text pins I want, but, um, Sal's yep. like, great. Just go on Upwork or go on uh, Fiverr and try to find someone. And thankfully we have found some really great people work for like refinery 29 or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. It kind of boils down to what you said before. Um, like, Chasing Foxes demands enough daily work with our release schedule that there wasn't time to work on the business instead of in the business. Mm, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, what I was thinking. Getting some help with that, like has been very, very, very good for us. Especially since we really wanted to come out with a free animal course. And we also wanted to start doing more than just like uh, round up posts. We really wanted like, cause we, we love hearing about other people's success stories and how they were able to make money apart from the night, regular nine to five. And so being able to, um, interview people I've gotten to network with, um, over the last year, 
uh, that's kind of, I mean, like just doing post interviews, I literally just started doing that just because so much of my time has been freed up and that's been liberating. And it feels like I feel more, I think I feel a little bit more excited about the blog now where it's like, oh, I'm actually like writing about stuff I want to write about. This is, this is sure. cool, you know, hmm. but, um, I don't know, uh, getting, gaining an audience outside of the, the roundup, uh, curated posts, hmm. but yeah. Anyways. Okay. Where did you, where did you find your VA? Uh, we found her through staff virtual staff virtual. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when, did, uh, when did they start? Sorry. Um, when did she, she start? started at the beginning around the beginning of June? Yeah, we were in, oh, okay. we're in Taiwan, but yeah, June. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. The only reason I asked that in general is because I was thinking in my head, like, okay, six posts a week, you're going to try and make the content quality. You're going to create like five to six different images per post. I'm doing the math in my head. Like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like I'm, I would freak out. (laughs) It is. Um, well, I guess one thing about that is that you guys are doing this together, which is really cool. Do you, do you each feel like you have specialties? It sounds like grace does most of the pinning. So Silas, what do you do? What is your, what's your favorite thing to do in the blog? I guess that's a better way to ask that. Uh, my favorite thing to do. I love to like, I'm kind of that we already kind of touched on how I'm like the analytical systems nerd, but I love to like take things apart and put them back together in my head and then go, well, how can we make this more efficient? So like I literally mm-hmm. broke down like just a few weeks ago, every single step yeah. from like creating an idea to hitting uh, the go button on the campaign. Hmm. Um, and like, okay, how do we take grace out of every single step here? Um, we couldn't take her out of title, out of writing the, you know, 20 different titles per thing because we, we were, we did that together, but like, how do I do this so that, cause her time, she's, she's such a valuable worker. How do I do that? So that she's free to work on other projects, like literally just kind of working on the business instead of in it is kind of my thing because I geek out over efficiency and systems. And definitely after, especially after reading the uh, work week, that was a huge inspiration. That was a, a pretty huge inspiration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel yeah. like Silas and I would be very good friends only because <laughs> I, I'm the exact same way. So I probably do a little bit too much of this. I would also throw that under the category of sharpening the ax. Um, I mean, I'm, I know most of the time that that phrase has to do with, rest i guess but i would i do consider that rest so my personal thing is kind of the same way i'll go in the mornings to a coffee shop where i'm gonna work on the laptop during the day and oftentimes i don't want to do this but i will sometimes force myself to put the laptop away get out my journal and do nothing but what you just said so kind of write down my current goals like kind of what i have in mind and then do my best to reverse engineer those like oh i want 4k page views in the next month, which is a joke to you guys, but, uh, I want like, it's this much per week. Okay. What things am I actually going to do to get this many, this many, this many, like I will, I'll spend like an entire hour just journaling on breaking down the goals, like into stuff that I'm actually going to do what I'm going to work on. I'll put things in order. Like I'll see what's going to be most efficient towards my goals and what's not. And then I'll try my best to like eliminate those. It's kind of like a general 80, 20 analysis, I guess, but I think that's necessary. I think everyone should do at least some of that. I think you guys are totally blessed that Silas is a uh, analytical monster. Kind of like myself, but 
pretty hot. <laughs> All right. So Grace, what's your, what's your favorite part about the, it could be anything about the entire process. Oh gosh. Um, Besides the popcorn and headline. Oh, sessions. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. We were in Asia for months. It's a popcorn desert. Yeah. <laughs> popcorn desert. Like they don't have any. Um, it's hard to find it. Really? Yeah. In certain countries. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought but, that. Um, yeah, I know, right? Um, my favorite part about the about blog, I think, oh gosh, I think it's being able to be creative and finding really great images. I mean, before we had uh, Macy, our VA, mm. but now I feel like it's it's starting to transition into um, being able to uh, start doing post interviews and like. I, I had my first one recently and mm. I actually learned so much. She does flea market flipping and her and her husband like make around like 10 grand a month. Wow. Um, and it was, it was, it was, it was actual advice and I would, I would so let my readers and anybody that hit land on my site, read that. It was amazing. Oh. Um, so that's what I feel like I'm really getting excited about that. Just mm. being able to like, um, interview people that are doing stuff out of the box. Um, and, uh, that's been kind of exciting, but yeah, in general before it had been a lot of like, um, like I, I really did enjoy like creating the pin images, um, and being very creative with that and, uh, finding really good content for people who wanted, you know, different hacks and like tips and everything. But hmm. yeah, that was, that was kind of my thing. And, uh, okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what format did you interview? Did you call them up? Is it like an email? It Skype? was just an email. Okay. Yeah. Uh, wait, you oh. talking about the VA? Oh. Oh no, no. I was talking about the the flea market flipper. Oh. Okay. Yeah. It was it was just an email. I sent her some questions, and uh, yeah, she gave some really great answers back. So. So here's a confession. I started this podcast. <laughs> I, I I thoroughly enjoy like interviewing people, but I discovered <laughs> after my very first one, I was like, huh, that was like an hour, an hour and a half of like consulting for me, like for free. Like, uh, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I felt the same thing after I got done with like Nick Loper and Rosemary. Like I was like, huh, I pitched these people and they were, don't get me wrong. I was very, very fortunate to like get to speak with them. But at the end I was just like, Hey, that was like free consulting for me. Like this feels great. I'm just gonna keep pitching people for podcasts. No, and, right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a tip for anybody. You want to, yeah, totally you want it. some free consulting, just ask people, if you can interview him for a podcast, I guess don't actually do that. That might actually be bad advice. Okay. Let me, um, let me wrap up. I don't want to keep you guys too longer, but let's go with some, some quick short answers. The blog round, as I like to call it, call it. Um, did you ever want to quit early on in the blog after a few weeks or even after a few yes. months, if it was not producing a whole lot of income or yeah. When, when was that? Yeah. And what did you do to, to fight through it? Oh gosh. So I, I wrote about this in a newsletter to some of my subscribers a few weeks ago, but mm. there was a month, actually a couple months I wanted to quit because it was a dead winter in Indiana and it was snowing and it was horrible because our car kept on breaking down when we mm. needed it the most. And we needed, and we, we, were, needed money. we were broke yeah. and it was a very summer winter. Yeah. Like I kid you not, that car gave us a night, like nightmares, like, it, like, we, we had to get our tire repaired because I think a nail or something got in it. And then as soon as we're driving off the parking lot of like the tire repair place, it, the, the, what was it? The band, the, something in the, in the, in the, uh, engine like broke 
literally. And it was just one of those things where like, oh gosh, I just need money now. Like we need more money. Like right. we're, we're living, barely living paycheck to paycheck. We're not even going out to eat. And like, yeah, we weren't like going out on dates or anything. Yeah. We, we, we couldn't afford that. I was carefully meal planning. I was, I was, uh, and I, I wasn't sure when that the blog was going to take off. And so I was like, Silas, like this is causing us so much stress and frustration over our money situation. Should, can, can I, or should I just go down the street? Like the dollar store, like this sounds horrible, but like there's a dollar store down the street. I should just like, should, should I just go for that? You know? And I don't know. What'd you say? Well, I was like, no, great. You work out that's like 20 hours a week that like it's going to go away from taking us our dreams. Yeah. And like, I just we just pushed to get there quick. Yeah. Something else I would do is like, I wanted her to have social recognition. So like, I would call her a blogger, even though even we were, we were too broke to afford like hosting for a blog. We didn't know how to call her a blogger. I'd like introduce her at work get togethers, which are our only social outings because they were free. Hmm. And like, um, I'm like, Hey, this is my wife, Grace. She's a full-time blogger. You know, and, and like, I felt kind of like shy because we weren't making money yet. I'm just kind of like, oh, they didn't yeah. need to know that. But like, um, I was, uh, I was, uh, you know, since she was the main worker on the block at that time, because I was, mm-hmm. you know, out working 50, 60 hour weeks, I was, uh, I was doing my best to kind of try to help with her morale as well and yeah. make her feel recognized. Hmm. Yeah. Did it eventually just kind of f- fade away as things gradually started to grow or was like a, was there like a single turning point when you're like, Oh, okay. I got this. Uh, that was totally in late May. Well, last, I think it was a week before or the last week of May. And uh, suddenly a post of ours, our first curated post or like um, rounded post. And it took off, and uh, we, we like within that week span, we got like over 150,000 uh, views, and that's when we were like, we can do this if we just duplicate this. We keep on going at it, like. And like our yeah. views were doubling every week for I don't know how many weeks. Like it was like a miracle from God. Yeah. Um, like manna in the desert or something crazy. Yeah. It's um, amazing, and that was really. Yeah, really beautiful. That's incredible. Uh, thank you guys for sharing that, by the way. I really appreciate that. Uh, I think that's a good place to stop. So Silas and Grace, they can find you at chasingfoxes.com. Um, oh, I'm going to take this opportunity live on the internet to say, I think your Twitter button is broken on your website. I think it just <laughs> leads back to the about page. So if you guys have a Twitter account. Oh, oh. Yeah, I'll look into that. <laughs> no problem. I just thought I'd point that out in front of like you know the billions of people that will listen to this podcast. How uh, could you? No problem. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you guys for coming on. Uh, where else? Where else can they find you? Is, do you have a Facebook group? Should they go follow you on Pinterest immediately? Um, uh, say we're on Facebook, we're on Pinterest, we're on Instagram. Yeah, uh, posting our pictures as we kind of travel the world. Yeah. Um, I'll be rolling out more posts on blogging um, now that we have more free time to focus on that. And other than that, I guess there's Twitter, which um, will be fixed momentarily. (laughs) (laughs) You'll probably have to Google around a little bit. Chasing Fox's Twitter. All right. Well, Chase, uh, 
I don't know why I just said Chase. Grace. I was trying to say Silas and Grace at the same time. That didn't work out. No worries. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for coming on. I'll link to the the free email course that you guys have coming up in the show notes. You can just go directly type in Chasing Foxes. Go check out their site. Show them some love on the Instagrams and Twitters or whatnot. Uh, and yeah, thank you guys for coming on. I really enjoyed speaking with you. Yeah, same here. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Hello again, Pete here. I hope you enjoyed that sweet little talk with Silas and Grace. They really are great, aren't they? <laughs> they seem to know a lot. They definitely have hustle. I'll give them that. Uh, yes. So without further ado, let's get to some key takeaways and lessons learned from this interview. Let me cue up some sweet, sweet klezmer music for you. Takeaway number one, and I do have four very short ones today for you. The importance of niching down or not niching down. So like I said at the very beginning of this episode, Silas and Grace actually blog about a ton of different things. They don't just niche down and niche down and niche down. They have actually found wild success being almost like a magazine with very wide array of blog post categories. I think that's actually really cool because how many other people are doing that? Almost none who are trying to blog for a living. We all hear the niche down, niche down, niche down. And Silas and Grace pretty much took the opposite approach, which I find very interesting. It means they can get uh, a very wide array of people, but I do think that most of the people that land on their website have at least two or three of those categories in common. So they're not just going to see it and be like, oh, only 5% of this website is for me. They're going to browse around and they're going to learn new stuff while they're there. So I think that's really smart. That's takeaway number one. Takeaway number two, it takes work. So blog growth takes a lot of work, especially if you want to see like 2 million page views a month, $100,000 a year from your blog, like Rosemary or Michelle Shorter Gardner, etc. It takes hustle. It takes a lot of work. So they sat down with popcorn together, Silas and Grace, and they analyzed headlines over and over. Grace said she just spent days on days going out and joining Pinterest group boards. How many of us actually do that? We read this all the time, like, oh, you should go join Pinterest group boards. But how many of us actually sit down and take the time necessary to make that stuff happen? It requires hustle. If you want extraordinary results, you need to put in extraordinary effort. That said, myself personally, I know I could do a lot better at this as well, by the way. Takeaway number three, a very short one. Your significant other, especially if you're married, needs to be on board with your blogging career. You're going to be putting time into this. They need to be understanding and accepting of it. So you need to sit down and have that chat if you haven't already. And the last little takeaway is headlines. So headlines are important. We all know this. We all read this from a million different how-to blog posts. Your headline's important. But Silas and Grace definitely took it to the next level. So they sat down together over popcorn, they said, and just opened up Buzzworthy, opened up uh, Buzzworthy, Upworthy, <laughs> Buzzfeed and Upworthy, and they analyzed like hundreds, if not thousands of headlines. That's insane. That takes a dedicated effort uh, because they know it's important. They know that that make or breaks a viral post, especially when it comes to Pinterest. So the second thing they did is... They didn't just like write out a bunch of headlines per post and then choose one and then just stick with that one. They actually chose like the top five or six and 
they pinned all of those. So they would often use like the same image or the same mm, template, I guess you could say, but they would put like five or six different headlines for every single post. And that's a crazy amount of testing, but I think it's great. I think you have the most chance to get a post to go viral uh, or at least find a killer headline that works if you do that. I think it's a great strategy and I think it's just a lesson for all of us to treat your headlines with respect. Okay, that's all I got. Pete from Do You Even Blog here. Thank you so much for listening. I sincerely appreciate it. Like, I really, really do. It means a lot. Every single download that I see, every single person that tweets at me on the Twitters, uh, it warms my heart. It makes me feel good. I love creating content. I want to keep doing it. And to know that I'm actually reaching people and connecting with other bloggers is truly amazing. I, I really do mean that from the bottom of my big heart or little heart. Uh, so that's all I got for you today. Thank you for listening once again. If you love it, check it out uh, on patreon.com slash blogging. That's where you can show a little bit of financial support for the show. Or if you don't want to do that, just send me a tweet on Twitter. I'd love to hear from you. Let me know what you think of this episode with Silas and Grace. And tell me your blog URL. I want to go check it out if I don't know you already. Have a wonderful day. Pete out. Pete out.